Welcome to the PMA Path, where we focus on small changes that make big impacts. We talk about habits, hobbies, and actionable lifestyle choices that have helped us change for the better and have a mindset full of that PMA. I hope you enjoy the show. What's up, PMAers? Uh, Today's episode was, it's episode three. It probably should have been episode one, but it is all good. Um, It is me in my vehicle on my way to an appointment just talking about what the fuck is the PMA path anyways. Uh, Anyway, it is a little bit of background. It's just basically me freestyling for 40 minutes or so uh, about what this podcast is about, where it's going, what brought me here, a little bit more background on me for the listener uh, as your host, and a whole lot of PMA. What's up, everybody? It's uh, Noah Evans, host of the PMA Path podcast. It is uh, about 8.30 in the morning, and I'm on the road, so apologies for the background noise, but I just wanted to get some thoughts out there uh, for you all. So this will be the introduction to the podcast, What the Hell is PMA? Uh, Why am I doing this podcast? What does the path signify? Uh, Where did the idea come from? A little bit of background on me and what I'm hoping to achieve with this with this podcast. So, um, you know, first and foremost, I think the biggest question I've gotten so far, because I've actually recorded three episodes already. I put two out. And after the first one, a lot of people were like, what what is this? Uh, You know, I, I was in an ice tub with with my buddy Thomas, um, virtually. And a lot of people were asking me, do you have to be in an ice tub to be on the podcast? Like what's going on? And so I just want to clarify, no, you don't have to be in the ice bath. Uh, matter of fact, I don't think I'll do that again because, um, well, most people don't want to do that. And also it was very, very cold. Uh, to be in there for so long. So anyway, the point of the P or the, the meaning behind PMA is positive mental attitude. It is just a phrase or a saying or a way of life that I've come to really gravitate towards in the last three, four or five years. Um, my understanding and just for the record and for all future podcasts, Not a ton of fact-checking going on, but here's what I know about PMA. Uh, I believe it was started or the concept was created by Napoleon Hill back in the early 1900s. Napoleon Hill was a a journalist or a researcher who, um, excuse me, who followed around super successful people. Um, And he wrote about it and he did he did recordings and videos and all this stuff and one of his key takeaways uh from the book think and grow rich and a lot of other uh of his works which you can look up anywhere was the mindset piece and what are our, our successful people 
in most cases, he's talking about financially, which I am not um, talking about that. I'm more focused on happiness because I, I don't think financial success matters if you don't have um, happiness in your life. But that aside, his, his concept is the same. And what I like to equate PMA to is optimism, simply put. So, you know, it's not about having toxic positivity, which is another term that we can get into uh, today. And you'll probably hear come up uh, over the course of the podcast, as long as you're a, a, a listener and we love listeners. Uh, but the, the idea is just that when things aren't going well, which happens a lot daily in most cases, in your life, in your work, in your you know hobbies, in your family, in whatever it is, the optimist will look forward understanding that things will get better. Because inevitably they always do. And they especially always do when you are when you are thinking that they will. If you're focused on the negative always or you're focused on things getting worse, what do you think is going to happen? Things will get worse or at least they'll be perceived as getting worse. So in my opinion and what I've sort of come to accept is that it's all about what you're thinking about, how you're thinking about it, and then why you're thinking about it. So I hope that makes sense. Um, I call the podcast the PMA path because you're on a path. We all are. I am. Hopefully you are. And the PMA path means I'm working towards something. If you know me and you've been around me long enough or you listen to this a few times, you'll catch some themes. And one of those is progress, not perfection or progress over perfection. I don't believe in perfection. I never have. I never will. I believe in trying to improve oneself daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, you know, over the course of your lifetime, not in an effort to be perfect, but in an effort to be better. So that's kind of the concept behind the PMA path, why I called it that, what PMA is, um, Again, PMA is not head in the sand, happy all the time, happy-go-lucky, uh, stupid, dumb, or stupid, doo-doo, dumb, as, uh, as Mac Dre used to say. But it's all about having an optimistic outlook, a positive outlook, trying to put a positive spin on shitty situations, humor, um, all of these things that inherently will uplift rather than suppress uh, your feelings, people around you, you know, everything in your life. And, and what I've also noticed is the concept is super contagious. So if you exude positive energy, the people around you are going to feel that and therefore they're going to exude positive energy and so on and so forth. So in a weird, you know, non-egotistical way, I feel that you can make the world a little bit better in your surroundings just by adopting a positive mental attitude. So I hope that makes sense. That's the 
that's the why, or that's the what, I guess. What is positive mental attitude? Um, why did I want to do this podcast is another good thing to clarify. So, for I, I basically came across podcasts about five years ago. I was in the car a lot for work, and I actually got a, I got a new car, and I was like, I never had Bluetooth in my car. Uh, so for years, and I, I'm, this is one big regret of mine, for years, I listened to sports talk radio pretty much all day. So it was like, in the morning, I think it was Dan Patrick, then the local guy, and then Jim Rome, or something like that. But it was, I knew all this info, information about sports and, uh, you know, what was relevant in the, in the sports media at the time, and you know, whatever. It was entertaining. It was background noise. I was focused on uh, doing my job as a salesperson, going around, talking to clients, solving issues, whatever. Uh, but when I got this new vehicle and I had Bluetooth and I found podcasting and books on tape, I think it literally changed my life because I started being exposed to all this stuff that I sort of inherently was interested in, but I didn't have a good medium to to really dive into it or the time necessary to, you know, listen to books because when I wasn't working, I was doing other stuff and raising a family and doing all this, you know, life stuff. So long story short, um, and, and another caveat to that before I, before I finish is I'm a super slow reader. So for years, I didn't, I just didn't read, quite frankly, um, not proud of it, but I just didn't read, because it was hard for me, and it was slow, and, you know, you don't really want to admit that, so it's like, ah, I'm just not into reading, um, but the reality is, I'm slow, my comprehension is not um, the best when I'm reading, I, I'm much more of an audio, visual person, and so I didn't read for a long, long time, and And that definitely had an impact on my growth, I think. Um, So I get the car. I got the Bluetooth. And now I'm listening to podcasts and I'm listening to Audible and books on tape. And Libby, which is a free library app for anybody out there uh, that doesn't want to buy the books, but you you can download library books. And so I started, like, basically becoming obsessed with podcasts. And I started following all these people that were interesting to me, like Rich Roll was a big one, Joe Rogan, uh, uh, and, and sub, those were kind of the first two major ones, especially Rich Roll. And through Rich Roll, who is a super famous, successful podcaster, uh, vegan triathlete, just kind of a good dude all around. But I was introduced to all these interesting guests that he had on his show. And most of them were about that life. And when I say about that life, I'm talking about veganism, sobriety, uh, exercise, positivity, gratitude, all of these things that I've started to adopt into my life, uh, which kind of birthed the, the concept of the PMA path. So also listening to books, um, just a ton of stuff and, and a ton of information. So 
I, I literally haven't listened to sports talk uh, since then. And I don't really know what's going on in the sports world except for, you know, my teams, the Ducks, basically my team, the Ducks, um, Oregon Ducks. And so, yeah, that's just that's just kind of like the backstory on how I got into podcasts. And then I always thought, like, dude, I, I want to start a podcast. Um, but nobody wants to listen to what I have to say. You know, I, I didn't think anybody would or I couldn't pinpoint what I wanted to talk about. Uh, initially, for, for a couple years, I was thinking, I'm going to do a podcast, like a comedy podcast about sales experiences, because most of the people in my circle, professionally anyway, are sales reps, or have some, or sales managers, or VPs of sales, or whatever, um, and most of them have a lot of years in what I call the field uh, being out with clients, prospecting, talking to customers, working on projects, selling solutions, and then most humorously or the, the funniest part, in my opinion, is all the weird shit that goes on. So everybody's got stories. Everybody's got, um, you know, funny things they can talk about. And so for a long time, I'm like, oh, let me do a sales podcast, but with a with a comedy spin on it. Um, but then I just, I, first of all, I never did it. So that's one thing. Uh, but also, I just felt like there's so many business, sales, you know, motivation type shows out there um, that, quite frankly, I don't think the world needs another uh, sales podcast with my perspective. So, and 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 yeah, I think there will be little tidbits of talk throughout my this podcast um, that you can kind of get a feel for my philosophy on sales, which is pretty simple. Uh, but anyway, so I didn't do that, and then I just kind of this just idea just kind of developed in my head one day where it was like, I want to talk about the things that I like to do and the things that make me feel better and make me happy and little things that I've done to get there and talk with people that I respect and think have value uh, and share that with everybody. And so it's very low key. It's very, you know, non-pressure. I'm not going to have a super detailed agenda interviewing guests. Um, and I'm not going to have, you know, necessarily a consistent theme. But the goal is to bring on people in my life and eventually expand that to people that I can get to meet through the podcast and have interesting conversations about one or two topics that. Either they think have value, I think have value, and share that with the listeners. So <clears throat> that's my goal. That's the plan. That's the why and the how of how I got to this point. Um, and towards the end of 2020, I was talking to a buddy of mine about the fact that I wanted to do it. And it just clicked in my head, like, just fucking get it done, dude, like, stop talking about it, be about it, so, 
I made a uh, commitment to myself that day that I'm going to record and publish an episode before the end of 2020. So I logged into the app that I use uh, for this, and, and I had created an account almost two years to the day prior. So um, that just goes to show you what procrastination can do. I, I, I must have had a, a day where I'm like, okay, I'm downloading the app. I'm setting up an account, and then I didn't do shit for two years, uh, which is okay. I mean, it's the path, right? So we're not... It's not going to be perfect, but I just thought that was a funny little anecdote because it, it just magnifies the lack of initiative that I took and that I know everybody takes and continues to take and myself as well. So that was a side note. Sorry. Um, so I set it up, ripped, which is what I call recording, ripped the episode. That's the bath or the uh, ice bath one with my boy Thomas White, uh, who is another interesting character that hopefully you get to know, uh, not just through that episode, but more often, and uh, got it out there, and it felt amazing, like, obviously I was nervous ahead of time, and then getting to, just getting into it, the nerves all went away, and it was just like having a conversation that's being recorded. And the, the thing that I love the most about podcasting is, and I wish there was a better term than podcasting, but there isn't. So the thing I love about podcasting is that you have a deep, er, uh, longer, more focused conversations that than you would normally have with your friends or people that you meet. Um, and then you get to record it so you can listen back to it. And, you know, the goal is to one day be able to listen back. And I don't know, maybe my kids will be interested and they'll get to know who their dad is even more. I mean, I'm, I'm, my goal is to have my kids be super involved in, in my everyday life, obviously. That's the goal, and that's the path we're on now, but you never know. And uh, you want to have these records because I think it's super cool, and hopefully they can find some value in that one day as well. And other people can listen and, you know, take their mind off whatever's bothering them and, and get some good insight. So fast forward, put the put the podcast out. Um felt amazing afterwards like you're I was literally on like a little bit of a, a natural high um, and started and then immediately re-listened to it and if anybody's ever recorded their voice before you know that it's a little fucking weird uh, I'm not gonna lie and I had been on one podcast prior uh, about a year and a half earlier uh, with my friend and fellow podcaster Gino Ray. His podcast is called Native As I Can Be, um, available everywhere, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, I think Spotify probably. Um, you can find it if you search it. Um, and I just remember we had a good conversation and I remember it was with me and my wife and Gino and we were talking about the fact that I'm in an interracial relationship or marriage uh, and what that looks like. And I just remember listening to it thinking like, 
man, I sound like a meathead or a pothead. And and so I was a little bit embarrassed by my voice uh, on recording. And so it's just everybody feels that. Don't worry about it. Um, hopefully I have evolved my enunciation and my thought process and my, you know, my host voice to a point that's bearable to listen to, uh, because I am not focused on that anymore. I'm more focused on the content and most importantly, the guest. So if you're ever thinking about doing something like this, do it because every, nobody likes to listen to their voice. Uh, but it's not about the voice. It's about the content. It's about the intention and it's super fun to do. So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox on that. Um, but I put it out, felt great. And then the feedback was surprisingly positive. Like I felt like people really, um, enjoyed the conversation. They felt connected to, obviously, you know, people are telling me maybe what they think I want to hear a little bit, but I had people that didn't need to say anything. Um, tell me that they really enjoyed it. So that felt good. And I can only imagine like anything, the more I do this, the easier it'll get to, uh, produce the sound quality will be better. The topic will be better. My interview skills will be better. My guests will feel, and, and therefore my guests will feel more comfortable. Um, and the goal is to just have these, deeper conversations about things that, um, that help somebody and you never know who it's going to help or, you know, what will be that little nugget, uh, that will, that will resonate with someone. So that is kind of how we got to this point. So then I put the first one out, um, put another one out and now I'm going to put this episode out although I'll probably tag it to be the first in the lineup uh, for new listeners. And I hope that this sheds some light into what the podcast is about, um, why it's here, all, all, those, all those things. Myself, uh, quick introduction on me, Noah Evans. I'm 37. Uh, actually, I'm 36, I think. Shit. Yeah, I'll be 37 this year. Um, and, and I am a father, a husband, a son, uh, a brother, and I feel as though I have made a lot of changes in my mentality, especially over the last probably nine years, uh, nine or 10 years. So I grew up in California family of four, great childhood, um, one sister who's older, and my childhood was good. You know, we grew up in a pretty small town out kind of in the country, uh, just north of San Francisco on the coastline. I had friends, we had, you know, resources, I had both parents, everything was cool, everything was good. Uh, 
And then in my teen, and I think I was a pretty optimistic kid, uh, very kind of happy-go-lucky. Never really had too many issues with bullies or, um, you know, obviously there's always something, but but we'll get into that later. But anyway, overall, very good childhood, uh, very supportive family, and went to boarding school uh, at 13 which was a little bit, in retrospect, a little bit of a life-changing moment. I I tell people a lot that I think I have had four or five real life-changing moments in my life that have sort of shaped me to who I am. I went to boarding school for just under two years, uh, moved back home, finished up high school uh, with my parents in Northern California, and then I graduated high school at 17. Uh, which is a little young. So the reason being is I went to kindergarten at four and was just always like a little bit ahead of, or I I shouldn't say ahead. I was always the youngest in my group of friends. So even in preschool, all my friends were a year older than me. Therefore, I went to kindergarten a little early not because I was super advanced academically, but just because, I don't know, it just happened. Um, but I think that shaped me a little bit. So part of that, uh, in some good ways and some not so good ways. And I'm kind of thinking through this as I'm talking, so bear with me. But one of the things that it did was I think it kind of subdued my... Um, subdued my sort of, how do you, how would you even say that? It, I don't think necessarily I was a leader amongst my peer group, if that makes sense. And, and not in like the most, the worst way possible, um, as in like just a follower, but I do think that some of the influence in my life and I'm not talking about anything specific, but just generally, um, you know, I saw, I saw and did things, I guess, at an earlier age than I probably should have. So one of those things, um, would be drugs and alcohol and, you know, having sex and some of those things. And so not to go too far down a rabbit hole or, or share too much, but, um, yeah, it shapes you. It makes you kind of who you are as an adult. And so as a young adult or a teenager, um, getting into drinking for me was something that was just around, right? And so as the youngest, that's going to have, as a youngest of your peer group, it just has an impact on you. So I started drinking, started hanging out, started partying, whatever. Nothing crazy, uh, like some stories that you've heard, but not healthy. And so, and that persisted into college. And then towards the end of college and after college, like, I I was a drunk. I mean, there isn't another way to put it. Not like I'm drinking every day, all day. But when I was drinking, it was to excess. Um, I got in a, you know, nothing crazy again, but, um, it seemed like the reoccurring theme 
was that the problems that were in my life be were happening because of alcohol. Whether that was a fight, whether that was a disagreement with my girlfriend at the time, whether that was getting a ticket or um, a fine from campus police or, or the police officers in in town, like blackout drunk was kind of the norm, really. Um, and that didn't end in college, unfortunately, and it persisted through. So one of the things, one of the life-changing moments for me, which I didn't realize until much later, was um, the fact that I got these minor in possessions multiple times in college. And what that is, excuse me, what a minor in possession is, uh, is a, you know, you're drunk or high or whatever, whatever you're on, right? But you're, or you have substances with you. So it's a fine. I mean, they don't take you to jail. It's, they don't arrest you. I don't even think it's a misdemeanor, but you get a ticket. And so I got like, I don't know, like eight of those or something. Um, too many. And I ended up having to go to uh, like 16 weeks of AA. I don't know if that many people know this. Um, but court mandated AA. So you pay your fines. And then at some point, the judge was must have been like, dude, you're an idiot. Like, you need to get your shit together. Either A, you're drinking way too much, which I was. Or B, you're fucking getting caught every time, which I also was. So, um, not every time, but a lot. And so, yeah, so I went to AA for 16 weeks, um, and that will hopefully, and clearly this is the point, that will open your eyes, um, to reality. So AA, Alcohols Anonymous, people from every walk of life will be in those, um, those meetings with you. You know, there's business people, there's people that seem totally fine, there's moms, there's dads, there's young people like me, there's root, there's like hardcore alcoholics who who you know are on the verge of death. There's there's every kind of person that you can imagine is in AA, which I think is what one of the things that makes it so powerful. Um is the fact that there's just, it's so broad and anybody can go and anybody can go and anybody can benefit from it really. Um, so sorry, I'm going on a little bit of a tangent here, but I think this is valid. So went to AA for 16 weeks, didn't stop drinking, would, would go to, go to, the, the class, get my thing signed, you know, you're, it's court ordered, so you're kind of, you're not like, even the, the person who signs off, they're just like, okay, you know, thanks for coming, hopefully this has an impact on you, and it did, but not in the moment, so in the moment, I was, you know, in that mind state of like, oh, woe is me, I've got to go to this stupid class, blah, 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 um, but there were days when I did have 
little, you know, light bulbs go off. There were, there were days when, you know, I'd think to myself, like, maybe I do have a problem. Um, and then I'd think of some, you know, experience I, I had been through or something that had happened and been like, yeah, was alcohol involved? Yeah. Was that an issue? Yeah. Um, you know, I had crashed a, a friend of mine's truck and, and basically a tree that stopped us. This is before college. Um, or maybe on summer break. Anyway, a tree had stopped us from going into the bay. And like, you would think that would be a wake up call. Well, it wasn't for me. Uh, but, but a lot of little things like that, and that's not a little thing. I shouldn't say that, but things like that, that, you know, in hindsight, you look back on with a little more maturity, a little more, um, thought, I guess, and serious thought, and you're like, what the fuck was I thinking? So, fast forward, I don't want to keep going through this, but I didn't stop drinking with AA, kept going, you know, living my life, growing up, graduated college, um, moved to the big city, got a real job, kept going, kept going, and then, but I was still drink in excess, I would still black out, I would still, you know, there were, there were way too many days of waking up hungover, um, regretting something I said or did, and don't get me wrong, there was a lot of fun times mixed in there, Um, but the key, the catalyst for me was when my oldest daughter was born, and We went to a Christmas party, and I had way too much to drink, and my wife was driving us home, and I was in the back, and my daughter was screaming because she was, you know, she was a six-month-old baby. She was upset, and I felt this feeling I'd never felt before, and it was helplessness, and it was, there's nothing I can do because I'm too fucked up to help my kid in this moment, right? It was like a 10 minute drive, but it was enough for me and a wake up call for me to stop drinking. So I quit drinking, uh, basically cold Turkey. Um, had a few, what I like to call relapses or slip ups, uh, since then, but only less than three or four, um, I think the last one was about three, over three years ago, and that feels really good, and I will, you know, I I never say never, but I do not plan on drinking again, I mean, it's just, to me, there's no point, my life has gotten exponentially better since uh, that day in the car where where I was, felt helpless, Uh, hasn't been easy, and have has I'd say it has strained quite a few relationships that I had prior um, or eliminated them. I mean, a lot of socially it was really tough because you know a lot of the the people I hung out with, the things I did, were circled up around alcohol, and so you know going out, go to the bar. You're you're in your twenties. Like, what else are you gonna do? Um, that was kind of the mentality. So it took me a long time to 
cope with that and figure out who I was and how I can be social without being wasted. And so, you know, in reality, this is a long way of saying I used alcohol to mask my social anxiety, my lack of confidence in myself, my whatever you want to call it, but I wasn't comfortable being who I am without drinking. So it took a long time to kind of egg, accept that and, and, and speak that truth and B, be okay with it and then learn how to have fun sober. And, you know, now I can go out with somebody and, or go do something with people and, they can be drinking and I'm totally good with club soda, lime, whatever, water. Um, it doesn't matter to me anymore. Like I, I feel like I've overcome the, the desire, uh, to, to get fucked up. Um, and it's so much better to wake up sober than to go to bed drunk. I will tell you that until I'm blue in the face. So, uh, yeah. So that's my my alcohol background, uh, my story on sobriety. And that's probably way too long-winded, and um, I'm not sure if I'm going to add that to this podcast. But, um, yeah, I I don't think I've ever really told anybody that before um, or explained it in that depth. But I do consider myself to be a addict. Um, I think there's a spectrum of addiction. There's there's addictions that are not necessarily unhealthy, but the concept of being an addict is that you become obsessed with things and you you know you can't basically control yourself, and that's not healthy. So. Um, so I still struggle with that. I mean, there's other things that uh, have addictive traits too that I, I'm working on. Uh, okay, so let me think for a second. And so, okay, we're talking about changing or um, life-changing moments, and so that was for sure one of the biggest ones for me. Um, there's a bunch of other ones. We don't need to get into it, but, but when I got sober is when all of the pieces started falling into place for me, um, financially, uh, emotionally, spiritually, uh, physically, mentally, like all of these, all of these things started to click, especially once I started opening up, um, and sharing my feelings, because that's another thing is that feeling super closed off when, when I would be drinking, anger would come out a lot of times. And so, and that's never fun to be around. Um, and that's never fun to admit or recognize. So you'd make a lot of excuses for yourself. Um, so that's the longest way of saying that the goal here is to be open, be real, be raw, um, 
talk about things that people are doing to help themselves improve value every day that you are alive. Show gratitude for that. Be grateful. Not just show it, but actually feel it and be it um, for the little things, you know, and and get the fucking message out there, dude, that negativity is not the way. And, you know, you can, we make jokes about PMA and whatnot, but it really has opened my eyes to a much happier, healthier way of life that, um, has brought me to this point today. So I hope to share that with you all. I super appreciate the fact that you guys are even listening or caring to listen, um, If you find value in this, please let me know. If you think there's something that I could do differently, uh, you know, you can let me know that too. (laughs) Uh, I'm all about open feedback, honest. Uh, You're not going to hurt my feelings, uh, but, you know, I also might not listen to you, so it is what it is. Uh, Anyway, I think I'm out of topics to discuss. The podcast, oh, one more thing. The plan with the podcast is to put an episode out every two weeks, probably on Sunday or Monday. Uh, So please subscribe. I think Apple Podcasts is the simplest way to do that. Subscribe and it'll update you when, uh, when I put out a new episode. And then if you like it, leave me a review or a five star rating. Uh, Shameless plug there and then follow us on uh, Instagram at the PMA path underscore podcast and I'm trying to put content out there that's uplifting there's enough negative shit in the world and uh, this I want I want when you come by my page you feel better simple and when you listen to these podcasts you feel better that's it so enjoy it I love you all appreciate you And uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Peace out.